There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Whether it's on the gridiron. For the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown. On the court. Edwards thinking three and popping a three. On the ice. It's Caprice over the open net. Or on the diamond. Buxton hammers that to left field. Another Minnesota home run. Whether it's positive. I think this is a good enough roster to make the playoffs. Or negative. He's terrible. Awful. Don't get it. Don't understand it. Whether there's optimism. Hey, they might be able to even make it to a conference final. Or pessimism. Don't expect me to be super excited. I mean, I don't know. Does this really do much for anybody? There's always something to chat about. Shout out to Minnesota Sports Chat. Keep on being elite. If you're looking for fun, informative, discussion on all things Minnesota sports, you've come to the right place. This is Minnesota Sports Chat, and now, here's your host, Ross Brendel. I had to check the notes as I click my jaw or mouth, whatever that was. What was that? I don't know. I kind of like the sound, though, Ross. Yeah, me too. Darren Doogie Wolfson joins me on this edition, the 147th edition of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. They haven't kicked you out of the studio yet, Ross? 147. That is a milestone. I don't even think they know that I do this podcast Probably. in the studio. Which You're is- right. If Such found out you were you were in here, the Taj Mahal of podcast studios, he might say, hey, Ross, love you, but see ya. What Such doesn't know won't hurt him. Correct. Edition number 147 features the man, the myth, the legend, Darren Doogie Wolfson from KSTP Channel 5 Sports, Score North Scoops podcast. You're on Mackie and Judd. I think you show up on Purple Daily from time to time. I, don't. I might be making I'm that not good part enough up. For, yeah, I'm not good enough for that podcast, allegedly. So, <laughs> yeah, you are making that part up. That is so successful. Yeah, they haven't quite gotten to the point of saying, hey, Dukes, you want to join us on Purple Daily? But, yeah, I join Judd Zolgad every Tuesday, every Thursday, Phil Mackie, a part of the conversation on Thursdays. Try to pump out a scoop podcast when I can, although the last one was a couple weeks ago. Although, I did catch up with Derek Falvey today. I sat down with Bud Grant recently for about 45 minutes, although I had to edit a couple parts out that just don't need to be out there. But (laughs) a good portion of that conversation will air on an upcoming scoop podcast. And then I caught up with a few of the new Gopher football players. They grabbed a transfer from Western Michigan, actually two, a linebacker, a wide receiver. Then they picked up a wide receiver from Charlotte. He was the Conference USA Freshman of the Year two years ago. So I caught up with Elijah Spencer yesterday. So I have all these interviews I need to get out. So my goal is to pump out a new Scoop podcast sometime this weekend. Yours truly has to work a little bit this weekend. And so it might be Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. And hey, if you have a bunch of free time next week, a lot of people on vacation next week. Yeah, it'll me be too. there for, for your listening pleasure. So the Scoop podcast also available wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Uh, Doogie, I'm going to give you credit for this. You, years ago in passing, told me something funny that made me laugh that I always think of this time of year. I don't know if it's still the case, but years ago you told me I always wind up working Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because I'm the only Jewish person in the building. You got it. Is that still the case? That is still the case. And do you case. still get stuck every Christmas Eve and Christmas Day working? It's not necessarily stuck, Ross. I'm okay with it, so I'm married to a Catholic. Okay. So our boys have both religions in their lives. Well, I'm okay if it times out joining the wife, her family at church. Oh, but see, if I it's thought... possible to avoid, I'm cool with it. So, like Saturday, yeah, Catholic mass is tough. It's not for the it's, uh, it's not for the faint of heart. So, I'll end up at the Vikings game on Saturday. By the time I get done doing interviews, get out of U.S. Bank Stadium, 
It'll be 445, 5 o'clock. They're going to church at about 4 o'clock on Saturday, so I can skip that portion. But May, depending on how long it takes me after I get back to the station, our other guy, Alec, is actually nice enough to anchor on Christmas Eve. So we just added Alec Osmus from, well, he was in Duluth. Actually, he was in Bismarck, then Duluth, then Madison, then Wichita. We hired him at Channel 5 in the last six to nine months. He mainly shoots for us. He is a brilliant videographer, a brilliant photojournalist, but he also does stuff on air. He is uber-talented. And so we allow him to anchor. Heck, at some point, he'll kick me, Chris Long, Joe Schmidt to the curb. But we put him on the air. So he is going to anchor Christmas Eve. I will anchor Christmas Day. I'm anchoring Thursday. I'm anchoring a bunch next week. So instead of me doing like six or seven consecutive days, he helps break that up. So he will anchor. So I can actually maybe make the family dinner, like 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock on Saturday night. So that may time out. So I am not working deep into the night on Christmas Eve. Then the beauty of working at Channel 5 on Christmas Day, ABC affiliate for many years, and, the NBA AB, games. Yep, NBA. I and almost so said NBC. there is no 5 o'clock news. There is no 6 o'clock news. So I don't really need to get here until like 5 or 6 o'clock. Oh, it takes beautiful. a few hours. I'll do it all myself, edit everything, you know, write all the scripts, put all the graphics in. I don't need help. So I can give the rest of the office the day off. I can still do stuff at home. My father-in-law comes over on Christmas Day morning. You know, the boys open up the presents from from my wife and I and from Santa and all that. And so I have a good chunk of time Christmas Day morning before I actually need to work. So it does time out okay. The one change, the Yule Log is no longer in the Twin Cities viewing area on Channel yeah, 45. sad. Well, it's sad. sad because now we need to do a 9 o'clock news you on Sunday night. Time. Now, the beauty there, though, is... The 9 o'clock on Sunday night, the 10 o'clock on Sunday night, guess what, Ross? A lot of people watching? Trade secret. It'll be the same freaking thing. <laughs> I am not changing literally one word. Maybe I'll ad-lib something a little different, but if you happen to watch Sunday night, Channel 45, and you watch Channel 5, 10 o'clock Sunday night, it'll be the exact oh, same thing for sports. I'm having flashbacks to my first radio gig in uh, Winter, South Dakota, I had like seven sports reports a day, not kidding, in, in this small town. And my boss would always say, make them fresh, make them sound different. Like, it's this, I can change the order, it's the same stuff. Uh, Doogie, uh, I'll give him some on air crowd like I always do. Doogie, one of the best people in the world. I uh, love him dearly. He's been very good to me, and I promised him I would keep him and both I on a time frame here. So I want to go through a couple of different things. And the spirit of Minnesota sports chat when it started, and it kind of goes all over the place and deviates, I like to do a little bit, and it's become probably more so than I planned, but actual sports talk. But then I love just to tear it up and talk about other things with people, right? That's hence chat. So let's do this, if you don't mind. Let's start with the Minnesota Vikings, and I'll be honest with you, Doogie. At 11-3, and I still can't tell you definitively what I think of this team, and I'll tee it up this way. When they lost to Detroit to fall to 10-3, and three, I said, ah, this doesn't really change my opinion of this team. I think they are they are what they are. They're good. They're not great. I think they can win some playoff games. I think they could lose right away. I will tell you, even after the record-setting comeback on Saturday, my thoughts were the same. Nothing's changed the last few weeks. I think the Vikings could make a run to the NFC Championship game. I also think they could lose right away. Is it wrong? Should I? Uh, where are you at with the Vikings? I 
I don't think I've ever cheered for a team that statistically, or at least record-wise, had this great of a winning percentage. And in my opinion, I still can't tell you if they're any good or not. Their record says they're good. I don't know if they're as good as most of the other teams that will qualify for the playoffs in the NFC. Well, what is their overall point differential as we sit here right now? Through 14 games. Are they still negative? I think it's like plus one, plus okay. two, plus three. I think it's on the so plus side. Even. But right, that's the initial thought. Is it a negative? Because of the 37-point loss, because of the other double-digit losses, you think, because of all the one-possession wins, that it actually might be negative. I believe. I should have it in front of me, right? I yeah, asked the I question. Sh- I should know should the answer. Up too. I believe, because this came up on TV on Sunday night with Chris Long. Chris said it's like plus one or plus two or plus three. Right in that ballpark on the plus side, right? So through 14 games, they barely, Ross, have a positive point differential. So all the questions you bring up are really, really fine. And That's safe. me trying to look and up research, yeah, by the way, in here. Retry. Know, what does it say? Retry. <laughs> yeah, retry. Yeah, yeah, can't even get a an internet signal in here. I'm not shocked. Although, the Taj Mahal Podcast Studios, you would think. Yeah. I mean, there's other parts of this building. You have no chance to get any sort of <laughs> no. reception. Uh, signal, anything like that. I would think here in the Taj Mahal podcast I, studios, you'd be all right. I think if I finagle, I could make Don't it happen. Worry. I'm, I'm 99.9% it's right positive. Around. It's positive. But we're not talking like a couple points. We're not talking plus 20 or even plus double digits. Like They are positive, but it's in single digits. I do think, so today, by the way, is my 11th month Birthday. So one month from uh, now, January 20th, okay. I will age another year. All right? 29? I wish. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> Ugh. More gray hairs, Ross, and yeah, I got to start thinking about a colonoscopy uh, and yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, so do I, by the yeah, way. There's no history in my family, so I think I'm okay waiting until 45, but it's on my radar. Doogie, let me tell you this. I was born in 1980, so you can do the math on that. The moment you become, and hopefully this doesn't happen to you, but the moment you become diabetic like I did years ago, like 20-plus years ago, just it should come with a pamphlet that basically says any and all optional procedures and once-overs and look-overs you can possibly get, your doctor's going to recommend it, and he's going to recommend it years ahead of where they tell you. Yeah, not necessarily optional, right? (laughs) Yeah, so trust me, I don't. I don't envy you for for that, but I just I realize as you get older, there are certain things you just you got to do, right? And, yeah. and I don't have any plans to to leave the earth anytime soon, you know, God willing. Yeah, let's hope not. Right? I want to see my boys age and be a grandparent and all that good stuff. But God how, willing. But right? how so, long are you going to have to stick around to see the Vikings win a Super Bowl? Well, could it be, could it be later this year, I or I guess technically next yeah, year? Ross, I don't see it happening in February in Glendale. Yeah, me neither. I don't. But what I'm getting at is. So I turned 43 on January 20th. January 20th is either a Thursday or a Friday. That weekend is the weekend of January 21st or 22nd. I absolutely see the Vikings playing that weekend. And that's the which divi- means, is that divisional round? Well, that means they win their first playoff game, yep. right? Whether yep. they are the two seed or the three seed, I see them winning that first playoff game either January 14th, 15th, or there's a possibility there is one playoff game on Monday night, the 16th. So dumb. So they could play on Monday night, the 16th. So they will play on either the 14th, 15th, or 16th. Ross, I see them winning that game. Just based on matchups, right? It's it's so matchup-driven. Well, and that's why I just don't see a scenario where Washington... 
the Giants, the Seahawks, even the Lions. Yeah. Come in here and win that first playoff game. Well, that's why the two seed to me is still very important. You would get an incredibly, incredibly yeah. important. You'd get a very favorable matchup. Yeah, so match the 49ers up. do have tiebreaker. Correct. Based on conference record. So you need to finish ahead of San Francisco. Yep. Uh, that's just a reminder of how big the Colts' victory was. Yes. Right? You lose that game against Indy. If Indy finds a way after being up 33, if Indy wins, San Francisco leaps up to yep. the two seed. Now the Niners have, like, Washington this week, right? It's entirely possible the Niners trip up. They have this third-string quarterback, the rookie from Iowa State, Brock Purdy, right? Even though they run and, you know, they are the best defense in the league. I mean, they find different ways to win. Debo's out now for a bit, I believe. Yeah, Debo's out for a couple more weeks. We'll be back in January, but out right now. You know, but San Francisco has a formula, right? And Kyle Shanahan is just a brilliant coach. Top five coach in the game. I just don't think you you can debate that. So... The Niners could win out, but I also think the Vikings could win out. I think the game I, January 1st at Lambeau is tricky, but I think you can win out. Now, don't you think the Bears game is tricky, too? Well, I just I think those last two games are tricky. Sure, right? January 8th outdoors on that crappy turf? Yes. So I'll tell you. So I told Judd this morning. There's a reason why they signed the Rosen one, by the way. That's in case Kirk Cousins gets to sit Week 18. And you need another quarterback. Well, on Nick the Mullins roster. would play in Chicago. Cor- correct, but you would still need a backup. To you Nick could Mullins. elevate. Remember, you can elevate practice yeah. squad guys multiple times before you would have to actually sign them to the fifty-three man. So, yes, in an ideal world, that's it. You don't want Cousins playing Week eighteen at Chicago. That turf, yeah. Ross. That turf at Soldier Field. It's awful. Is the worst turf in the league. The Vikings would love to be able to rest a lot of guys. On January 8th, ahead of that January 14th, 15th, or 16th playoff game. So that's what the Vikings are hoping for. That they win against the Giants. They win against the Packers. The Niners trip up sometime the next two weeks. Then week 18 is meaningless. That there's more than a game separation between the Vikings and Niners. But yes, if the Niners somehow jump the Vikings and we are talking about either on January 21st or 22nd, Three-seed Vikings at two-seed 49ers. Yuck. That is a recipe for disaster. But if we are talking about three-seed 49ers at two-seed Vikings, January 21st or 22nd, I think that yeah. truly is a toss-up. I really do with Brock Purdy, a rookie, starting at U.S. Bank I Stadium. I think the Vikings can beat anybody in the playoffs if it's at home. The moment they leave U.S. Bank Stadium, then I then I get a little bit worried. Uh, let me talk about it. Well, and that's why I'm telling you, I just don't see them hoisting the Lombardi Trophy. Maybe getting to Glendale, but even winning in Philly, I just don't see Philly tripping up. Now, maybe the Jalen Hurts shoulder injury is more significant than they are letting on. Maybe Dallas is a bit better than I'm giving them credit for. They looked fantastic when I was at the game at U.S. Bank Stadium a couple weeks ago, but then you watch them like on Sunday yeah. at Jacksonville. They blow that 17-point lead. At Lambeau a few weeks ago, they blow a 14-point lead. Dallas has warts. Give me, give me this answer very quickly. So what I'm getting at is, Dallas has warts, but could Dallas beat Philadelphia second round of the playoffs? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. So maybe the NFC Championship game then is Cowboys at Vikings. So here's my question for you off of what you just said about the Cowboys. And I promise uh, everything after this is going to be quick because we're on time crunches. Why do we still care what Jerry Jones thinks? Man, am I tired well, who's of... who's we? 
Oh, when I say we, I mean the masses in general. So well, I mean, he is the GM. So I mean, if I'm covering the Cowboys, and I can get comment from the GM, I'm just so like with all due respect to Quasi Adolfo Mensa. Yeah, the man has shut himself down. Outside of doing something with Vikings Entertainment Network, that doesn't count. That's team ran. Yeah. That's not independent media. It's state run media is what that is. He doesn't do a thing media wise in season. Now he's not the only GM that avoids the media. Well, like, come on. I'm just so tired of when you listen to, and, and again, we have 1500 ESPN here in the Twin Cities and here in this building. Every GD day, there's a quote from something that Jerry Jones said. I don't care. Tell the Cowboys to win a Super Bowl in the last 30 years and get back to me, and then maybe I'll care what Jerry Jones I mean, I've has never to understood. Say. I get the popularity, but America's team. Yeah, bar. It's always wanted yeah, me to, to vomit. <laughs> Right, and this is coming from somebody who was born in Philadelphia, moved here after second grade. Yeah. But my dad, my late father, was was a diehard Eagles fan, right? So he raised me to hate the Dallas Cowboys. Also hate the then Washington Redskins and hate the New York Giants. But the Cowboys bugged him more than any other team because of that moniker, America's yeah. Team. Who the bleep dubbed them America's <laughs> Team? What I the miss- heck makes them America's team more than the Pittsburgh Steelers? Correct. Or, or some e- other teams. Well, and I hate to say Come this, or on. even the Green Bay Packers. Yes. You know, like, uh, where was America's the vote? America's team. Yeah. <laughs> where was on. the vote? Because yeah. I missed it. One thing I don't miss is Beans Coffee, because, yes, I have plenty of it at home, and it's delicious, so I'll never miss it. I want to remind you to subscribe to the Beans Coffee Company newsletter. Why do you want to do that? Well, because you're first to know about new releases, promo codes, all that fun stuff, great ways to save money. Coffeebybeans.com. While you're there, sign up for a coffee subscription. Subscriptions are super simple. You can set it up in a one- to eight-week interval. We do this with other things, right? Heck, I do it with cat food, Doogie. If I set up to have cat food sent to me in intervals, I should be doing it with coffee. Set it up for 12-ounce bags or 5-pound bulk bags. Have them delivered right to your door. One last thing to forget. If that's not your thing, no big deal. Beans Coffee Company, they'll ship to you $35 or more for free. Pick up a couple bags of coffee. Great stuff. Save 10% when you check out. Using the promo code SPORTSCHAT, that is SPORTSCHAT. The website is coffeebybeans.com. Promo code SPORTSCHAT. I know I have hooked up Mr. Darren Doogie Wolfson yes, with some have, of that coffee. Yes, you have, sir. It's Rock good stuff. solid coffee. Yeah. It legitimately is, yes. They actually put out a new blend right around Thanksgiving called the Perfectus Blend. Great name, by the way. Hello. Yeah, yeah sorry, Dukes. Uh, if I get more, I'll send some your way. Yeah, funny. It's Doogie. It is incredible. The I Perfectus bet. Blend. Yeah. It's Stop rubbing it in. I'm sorry. If I get some, I'll, I'll send it your way. Okay, let's let's do this very quickly. Uh, what do you know about the Minnesota Twins? Are they going to do anything splashy, or is it Joey Gallo, uh, Vasquez? And uh, breaking, are we back in the Carlos Correa mix because now apparently the Dodgers don't like his medicals? Yeah, the San Francisco Giants. Sorry. The yeah, Dodgers Giants. don't yeah. like the person. Yeah. <laughs> Forget the medicals. The Dodgers also are saving a little bit of money because they want Shohei Otani a year from now. Yeah, smart move Can you by imagine them. a year from now the Shohei Otani contract? Oh. We're talking $500 million, right? 10 years, $500 million, something like that. So the Dodgers, like the Red Sox, maybe like some other teams, the Mets don't need to save money. Steve Cohen doesn't care, but there's going to be many teams that own Otani. My sense is the Dodgers... Didn't want to spend money like on an Aaron Judge 
or maybe a Trey Turner even resign yeah. Turner yep. because they want to allocate some of those funds for next year. You can only spend so much, but you think about you know the the trash barrel crap in the World yep. Series fiasco from a few years ago. The Dodgers don't have a healthy opinion of Carlos Correa. The player, sure, but bringing that personality into that dugout, into that city with the fan base, the Dodgers just weren't interested. So the Dodgers were never in on Correa. But yes, so Carlos Correa was supposed to be introduced 11 a.m. San Francisco time this morning, the morning of Tuesday, December 20th. Guess what? That news conference did not take place. The Giants sent out a one-sentence press release a couple hours prior so around 8 or 9 a.m. Pacific time, announcing today's press conference has been postponed. Not canceled, but postponed. No other reason given. So let's say he came down with COVID or the flu. They would have been transparent. I think they would have said that, They would have said that, right? So why didn't they say anything? What do you know, Doogie? What do you know? I was at Target Field today for, for Joey Gallo, right? So there was some buzz. Is that there. what all the wind is for today? <laughs> Joey Gallo taking practice swings? I'll tell you what, though. I had to steal everybody else's yeah, joke. No, I know. There's going to be some swing and mess. Trust <laughs> me. A lot of swing and mess. Tell you what, though. I'm a bigger wimp, and he is. So he posted hear... some pictures in the clubhouse, so I you know, I took him with my iPhone. Yeah. He then went outside. He wanted some photos outside on the field. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay. Twins crew, go ahead. I have no interest in going outside, I... even though I had to go outside to go, go walk in. I hate this weather, Ross. Seriously, I yeah. cannot wait until it makes your I can eyes retire water. to Southwest Florida. Dude, exactly. Seriously, I cannot wait. I do hear he's an all-time great guy. He'll be good in the clubhouse. I have heard Gallo? that about him. Yep. Yeah, well, and you know, you have Jace Tingler, the, the Twins bench coach. You have Thad Levine, two guys that were in Texas, so they know him well. So, yes, that is that is the word. The other word is he didn't necessarily want to admit this today, but New York got to him. New York yeah, just isn't yep. a market for everybody. I even thought, like, he's sitting there talking to us today. He's got a beard. You can't have a beard. <laughs> can't have one in, yeah, with the New Yankees. York. Just something like that. I think being in a smaller market like this, now maybe it could have been anywhere else. Maybe it could have been Boston or re-signing with the Dodgers or something. Just get out of New York permanently. You know, because that Dodger sample size was, what, eight weeks, seven weeks? Yeah, Small six, sample seven size. Weeks. But there is a thought. He had to get out of New York. But, yeah, is there going to be some swing and miss? Yes. What did you learn on He plays on gold Correa. glove defense, yes. though. He'll play left field, center field, right field, first base even. He'll back up Buxton in center. So there is benefit to yeah. having him oh, yeah. There's, playing defense. There is value to yeah. having so him So on Correa, just speculation. I mean, I'll just I'll tell you, I'll tell the audience, frankly, at now this was about two hours after the fact, right? So the Twins were still gathering information, but the Twins had not heard from the Correa camp. So the Twins were, were asking the same questions we are trying to get to the bottom of what exactly is taking place. The easy speculation is one of two things. The insurance policy on a contract like that is ridiculous. Normally you need to involve not one, but multiple insurance companies, a contract of that sort of monetary value, not the length because most insurance companies, if not all will not insure a 13 year contract. You normally do it in five year increments, right? So you insure the first five years, then go back, look at what took place those five years. Was he on the injured list? Was he hurt a bunch? Then you reevaluate after five years. But an insurance policy like that with multiple companies, 
upwards of five to six to seven million dollars a year. <sighs> Maybe the Giants didn't necessarily realize that, right? So this still it could gets, be an insurance company thing. This still gets done, though, right? They look really bad if it. Doesn't I don't know, get Ross. Done. I'd love to tell you. Yes, uh, of course. Yeah, the optics would be would be horrible. I mean, clearly the Twins are okay with the medicals, right? He was here for a year. The Twins have the medical book on Correa. They offered him 10 years, 285, right? Now, there have been concerns in the past about his lower back, right? So that's the other thing. If it's not insurance company related, insuring the contract, it could be his back, that there were some red flags after he underwent his physical. But that is purely speculation. Nobody quite knows. I know the Associated Press put out a report saying it is medical-related, but they didn't specify what exactly on that front. So if you want to trust that Associated Press report, it's not the insurance company thing. It's something medically. There have been some lower back red flags in the past. I don't know if that's what is holding this up right now or not, but it's worth keeping an eye on, right? I mean, I understand the questions. If you hop on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook, whatever, all these chats, there's a lot of people asking questions. There's a lot of Twins fans very, very, very interested, right? Yeah, con- I mean, they just they want to know what the heck is taking place. Is there a chance the deal doesn't get done? Is there a chance he re-enters the market? He doesn't want to play third base. So all this talk about the Mets, the Mets wanted him to play third. They're not moving Lindor off short. And Correa, at least in that moment, the Mets came in late. He had not wrapped his brain around the possibility of moving positions this early. He's still in his 20s. He's not interested in moving off shortstop in his 20s. So maybe the Mets would reconsider. You can never quite rule out the Mets on anything at this point. But if he re-enters the market, the only other real big offer that he had to play shortstop was the Minnesota Twins. Do me a favor, Dukes. Uh, text Scott Boris, because I know you can get to him, and tell him whatever the Twins deal was, I will add one Juicy Lucy a month in perpetuity as long as Carlos Correa is here. <laughs> so I'll take him to Matt's. I'll take him to the 5 But not a gift card to the not, Dior store? No, no, I can't afford the Dior right. store. Are you kidding me? Okay, so uh, we're over on time, but I, I do want to make this very quick. I did want to ask you this, and I, I do. Uh, this will be a compliment to you, but I do think it's it's a topic that I, I do want to explore, and maybe we can explore it a bit and do it deeper when we both have more time. Uh, this is to uh, this is to me a great compliment to you, and I'm not joking about this. You can pretty much you'll say it's not this easy, but it is. I've seen you do it. You can pretty much pick up the phone and you can get to Jim Polad or uh, Glenn Taylor within moments. How have you been able to build that up over the years and build build those relationships? I mean, it's a loaded question. I understand that, but but Doogie, there are. Very few people in this town, even the country, that can do that. So it's a great compliment and testament to you. But I just want to know, how how is how have those relationships been built over the years? What has the give and take been? How have you not burned these guys? How have they not burned you? Or have you? And that's just part of the price of doing business. I, I just think it's, it's so incredible. And, and Doogie, I've said this for years. If Doogie says something, it's true. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's just true. Well, and and I believe that. And I think a lot of thank people you, believe Ross. that. I'll be the first to admit, journalism 101, why is this person lying to me? Yep. I yep. ask that very question all the time. There's been times I have asked the question, and guess what? I was still lied to. <laughs> yeah. Right? So yep. I have been lied to. It's been a while, but 
I've put out information that turned out to be wrong. I promise I didn't make it up. Somebody right. gave it to me. Somebody yep. I trust gave it to me. There's always a reason why somebody wants a piece of information out there, right? Correct. Yep. There's always a bias. There's always, more often than not, it's not just, hey, I like that guy, so I'm giving him this scoop. It just doesn't work like that. So maybe it's a favor being owed. Maybe I did something previous. I don't want to hear about any favors, Doogie. Different, yeah, there's different things like that that happen in the world of, of reporting. But, Ross, the bottom line is just pound the pavement, right, and get out and about, right? We're in this day and age of text messaging, and you know nobody wants to actually pick up the phone and have an actual conversation, you know, God forbid, have an actual face-to-face conversation like we are right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, I worry about the, the next generation. Oh, me too. Are they capable of, of doing such things? I, you know, I have my doubts. Right? So... In 20 years... It's we'll about be, getting out and about. In 20 years, the Vikings will be watching on TV or on your uh, PlayStation 7 console. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do worry about that. Sure. So, it's just a matter of just, you know, being an extrovert and... And shaking hands and making sure that people know who you are, know what you do. You know, I'd be lying, Ross, if I didn't say that I leaned on, you know, some people that have been mentors to me, like a Chad Hartman. Yep. Right? Working at KFAN for many years, working with Chad, Sid Hartman's son, right? There's there's great put it this way. You say you're the producer of the Chad Hartman show? Yeah, it helps. Way back when? It helps. Right? Yeah. And so you know, Chad was the play-by-play voice of the Timberwolves, right? Worked for Glenn Taylor, right? We had Glenn on the Chad Hartman yes. show how many times? Oh, well, yeah. Somebody had to make that phone call, line that up. Well, guess what? You start to get to know somebody. When? Right? You carry a conversation instead of basketball, too. Hey, Glenn, how's life? Yeah. How are your I was just going to ask you that. Right? No. Have a genuine interest. Sure, you know I want to talk basketball with you, but have a genuine interest in, in just how somebody's doing. I can't, I can't tell you how much it means, Ross, just to ask somebody, how are you? How are things? Take a legit interest, right? You ask those simple questions, it can go a really long way. So, you know, I built a lot of those relationships. Those are longstanding relationships. I built those relationships in the late 90s, early 2000s, while working at KFAN, working not for, with Chad Hartman and having yeah. access to all the phone numbers he had, right? And then building my own personal Rolodex. And just getting to know a lot of people, right? And it all started from there, and it's built up over time. You do this long enough, Ross. I mean, you know, I joked, I'll be 43 next month. I started working at Channel 5 and at KFAN at 16 years old. I've been doing this far too long. I've been doing this 26 years. You do this long enough, you get to know a lot of people. You get to know a lot of things. You've been doing this so long, you knew me just out of high school. Yeah. And I've been out of high school for 18 years. That's how long you've been I know. doing this. Jim Polak. And trust me, I don't take it for granted. <laughs> right? I really don't. I mean, I'm I'm humbled. Really. It's a privilege to say that I've worked in one marketplace, a competitive marketplace. Yes. Very a competitive. A top 15 market. I've worked in the Twin Cities market now for 25 plus years on TV and radio. I do not. I promise you, Ross. I do not take that for granted. Jim calls you about this time next year and says, we're hot on Shohei Otani. Is he lying to you? (laughs) Ross, there's a better chance you win Powerball this weekend. (laughs) 
Shohei Otani is not coming to Minnesota. Uh, final. They qu- tried though. So before the yeah, Angels, they did. yeah, the, they, they did. were in. They yeah. loved them. <laughs> Heck, a lot of teams Everybody loved did. them, right? Yeah. But they had, they had their shot. They tried, and they didn't get very far. So I have an idea. Our buddy Bob, who listens to everything that you do, listens to a lot of what I do. Big Costco guy like us. Uh, you and I need to find time to run over to Costco for lunch or dinner. I'll at some be there point. in all likelihood, unless. Unless I decide to camp out here at the station the next two days because the world's about to end. You might have to. Yeah, I might have to just set up shop, set up a cot somewhere here in the in the Hubbard Broadcasting Building. So I don't know if I'm leaving tonight, but presuming I leave tonight, I get home late tonight after the 10 o'clock news. So I'm home on Wednesday. My plan, I need to go do some Christmas shopping over at Costco. So oh. my plan is to hit Costco up. Although, can you imagine? Seriously, because... I'm laughing about this. I'm joking about this. I won't go there tonight. The picture that these meteorologists are painting is that of, like, you don't want to leave your house after about 3 o'clock on Wednesday. Yeah. So can you imagine being at Costco at 10 a.m. or 11 a.m. tomorrow? No, I, I'll, I'll... Holy bleep, but I'll my plan like, right you now know is to hit up Costco. Now, my wife was nice enough to grab some gift cards for some of my colleagues. So that is done, but I need to hit up their liquor store... And I need to find one other thing for my wife that I think they have there. So I'm going. Is if you're cr- interested, like 11 a.m. tomorrow morning, <laughs> Wednesday morning, the 21st. Are you picking her up some Kirkland broccoli and cheese soup? Because I'm not that, picking her up any Kirkland broccoli and cheese soup. That stuff is fantastic, Doogie. <laughs> Maybe I'll pick her up a dollar fifty hot dog, though. <laughs> Doogie, get the heck out of here. We're over on right, time. Ross, you got to run downstairs. I do. That is Darren Doogie Wolfson. TV deadlines are a legit thing, Ross. <laughs> yeah, I got- don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. Like, I envy the people that work on these long-form pieces, even our investigative unit. Yeah. And hey, trust me, they're pounding the pavement, right? But it's just, it's a different form of pounding the pavement where you don't have these deadlines you need to meet three or four times a day. The, right, but we have the six o'clock news, the nine o'clock news, the ten o'clock news. Specifically the six o'clock news because we're sitting here at five o'clock yeah. on Tuesday afternoon central time. I need to do a bunch of editing for the six o'clock news, and it takes some time. So I do need to get down there. I have the, this deadline to meet. The masses are clamoring for Joey Gallo, and the Twins better have that signature on that contract because once he sees the weather that's coming, he might want to go, yeah, yeah, go back yes, to Yes, one other mini scoop, Christian Vasquez, the Padres, tried to sign him. Oh. I don't know if that's out there, yeah, so there good, you go. Good to know. All right, see you, Ross. Happy Darren holidays. Doogie Wolfson from Channel 5 and, of course, Score North, the Scoop podcast. Find him on that Twitter machine. Most importantly, view his work on KSTP Channel 5 here in the Twin Cities. That will actually do it for edition number 147 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Thank you so much for listening. This is not the final podcast of 2022. I'll be joined by Daniel House for a little pinstripe bowl preview later this week or early next week, but we are nearing the end of the year, and I just want to say thank you for spending some time with me in the year of 2022, and I look forward to to continuing this pod in 2023. I'm Ross Brendel saying thank you so much for listening. We'll talk again real soon.